0: Welcome to the PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, degree qualified nutritionist. This podcast is a place to help show you how to reduce your PCOS symptoms. Getting diagnosed with PCOS can be super confusing. It typically comes with very little information about what the condition actually is and how to manage it long term. In this podcast, we cover the keys to understanding what PCOS is, the best approaches to improving your PCOS, and of course, how to reduce your PCOS symptoms through non-medication-based approaches. If you've been recently diagnosed with PCOS or you've had PCOS for a long time and you're wondering, what the heck do I do now and what do I need to do to reduce my symptoms? This podcast exists to show you exactly that. If you have PCOS and you want a strategic approach to help you lose weight, banish acne, stabilize your cycles, and reduce anxiety-inducing hair growth, then I would love to invite you to register for my free PCOS Masterclass. In this masterclass, I'm going to be breaking down my exact process that I use when I'm helping clients like you reduce and resolve their PCOS symptoms without medication. To get access to the masterclass, all you need to do is head to the link in the show notes, or you can access it directly by going to celendouglas.com forward slash webinar hyphen registration hyphen EG, or you'll find that link in the show notes below. Hello, and welcome back to Episode 73 of the podcast, we're talking all about how long will it actually take to see improvements in your PCOS symptoms today. Everyone wants to know that before we start working together. How long am I going to have to wait to see the needle move here? And I understand. So we're going to go through that. There are different timelines often for different symptoms and keep in mind as well that everyone is different. So this is just A overview of what I tend to see happen in most cases, but it can play out differently for each individual. And that can come down to so many different factors uh, because we are all unique little snowflakes. This is just a general guide and of course, not a guarantee of results. So before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to highlight um, the PCOS Glow Up. If you haven't heard about it, it is our three-week program um, really designed to help get you starting off on the right track with your nutrition for PCOS and helping you to get on top of symptoms like sugar cravings, energy crashes, and if you're struggling with losing weight or you know you have a blood sugar problem already and issues with insulin, then this program has really been designed to help you with those things. So our clients have just started going through that. Our first sort of cohort is a week in now, but you can join anytime. time. And I am amazed slash not amazed at the results that they're getting. And I say that because it's just a great reminder of how powerful The changes in your body can be and how quickly they can happen when you are eating in a way that supports your blood sugar control. And when I say not surprised, it's because I mean, I've seen these results time and time again with clients, but the way things are stepped out in the glow up, it really takes out a lot of that guesswork and really the thinking i suppose for you so it shows you how to do it and we've got the meal plans and everything there done for you and education around that um but it's incredible so just a couple of days in and clients within the facebook group are starting to say things like i'm just amazed at the reduction in bloating that i'm experiencing and the boost in energy that i'm getting in 3 days um and really just noticing that it's actually quite easy to follow and family-friendly as well, which is really important too because we don't want you cooking more than one meal at nighttime. It needs to be an approach that's quite easy to integrate in your life, which we think it is. So, if you want to hear more about the PCOS Glow Up, then definitely go and check it out. You'll find links in the show notes. Otherwise, you can find it through our Instagram, Selene Douglas underscore nutrition or the website as well back to this week's episode. So, the first initial symptom changes you'll tend to see with PCOS will be things like a shift in energy levels. Um, Sometimes you will see a shift in weight quite early on as well and often an improvement in digestive comfort. So, Of course, a lot of the principles that we're teaching inside The Glow Up are helping to create those early changes, so improvements in energy and digestive comfort and weight as well. Uh, And generally, this will be around three to six weeks until you start to see those changes. I would say things like energy levels, digestive comfort are going to happen first, and then you're likely to see shifts in weight later on. Now, keep in mind, these changes can definitely compound. So, it's not to say that those initial changes you get in energy are say the best it's ever going to be. You might find that by week, uh, month six, seven, eight, you're actually starting to see the full effect of all of the changes that you've been implementing really compounding over time. But it's highly likely that you'll see improvements in those symptoms early on. And inside the PCOS pathway, what we have our clients doing within that three to six week period is implementing what we call the nutrition foundations and going away and obtaining their blood testing so that we can really dive into more of that unique strategy piece and make sure that they're taking the right supplements and all of those things to get some of those uh, those next results, which I'm going to talk about. So, things like energy, Often early shifts in weight and digestive comfort will be your first big symptoms that we tend to see shift and change. And this is great. It's so good to see this because it shows us that things are moving in the right direction and we are on the right track with what we're doing. Now, around, say, I'm going to give the the benchmark or the, that's not the right word, the um I don't can't I've forgotten what I'm trying to say here. I've got mum brain, but 6 to 12 weeks is that kind of next time frame that we're looking at. Uh I would say generally this is where we'll start to see cycle changes, changes in any premenstrual symptoms and then also further compounding of those initial changes. So let's talk about the cycle changes now because Everyone is starting at a different point with PCOS. So for example, if you have no period at all and you have amenorrhea and you've had amenorrhea for a year, then it's probably going to take longer for us to see results with you than if someone has a 40-day cycle. We're going to expect that person who has the 40-day cycle to get closer to 30 days and ovulating quicker than the person who has amenorrhea. So it's really important as well to look at those symptoms, but also think about severity as well. So another example, someone who's having around about a 40 day cycle versus someone who's having a 90 day cycle, we're also going to expect that the person with the 40 day cycle improves at a quicker rate. And that hopefully makes a little bit of sense. It's just really that person is kind of further away from what we're trying to achieve. It's going to take a little bit longer to restore that balance within the body. Um, And what we'll tend to see as well with those cycle changes is let's take the person with the 90-day cycle, for example. It's very unlikely that they're going to go from 90 days to 30 days in one go. What we'll tend to see is that we might go from ninety days to seventy days to, you know, fifty days to thirty-five days to twenty-eight days, and this is just a, an example. But that is what I tend to see. It's it's unlikely, but does happen where clients have these ginormous leaps in progress. Um, but we're still really, really happy with that improvement and. The thing is, if you have a 90-day cycle, we can be waiting a lot of time to see if that has improved. So, for example, if you've had a 90-day cycle and then your second one is still 70 days, we've essentially still had to wait two and a half months to see that there has been an improvement there. So, the frustrating thing about PCOS is that sometimes it can feel like you are implementing all of these things and, you know, taking the supplements you've been recommended and all of all of the things and you're like is it improving i don't know because i am not seeing that change in my cycle length yet but it's really important to just be aware of what's actually realistic in terms of change because sometimes you do have to be consistent for quite some time before you see improvements around that 6 to 12 week time frame is when I'll also see many clients report improvements in premenstrual symptoms. And the reason really that it's this six to 12-week time frame that I've given is normally by about the four to six-week mark is where clients have gotten their blood tests all back, where I've re- been able to review them and provide their personalized testing review and they've gone away and have more of an idea of the more targeted changes that are needed for them. And they've also started implementing their personalized supplement protocol. And usually, after, say, one to two months after that, is where things really start to shift. So, for example, if, uh, and this happened with one of our clients recently, where she was having extremely, extremely painful periods and she was needing to take a lot of time off work when she had her period because she just could not function. She was having to take quite strong painkillers and it was really, really impacting her day to day. And one of the things that we found with her test, but even just with her symptoms, she had a really long history of chronic constipation. And as a result, one of the things that we did find in her blood test results was that she had extremely high levels of estrogen because that detoxification process in her body was just really really impacted from years of chronic constipation so the way that estrogen leaves the the body is really through the liver and then the bowels so if there is a problem with the way that those systems work you're going to have problems with elimination and you're going to be much more prone to recycling And reabsorbing that estrogen and then it being um, that impacting you further. So, with this client, it actually took a little bit of time for us to get on the right track with getting her bowel movements happening regularly and then also really working on that liver function. But she was having. sort of 70, 90-day cycles. They went back to 70 and then they're back to 40 and we've been tracking she ovulated and she's just had a cycle where she only had to take Panadol on days one and two but was still able to go to work and function and the Panadol actually worked whereas in the past she was having to take much stronger painkillers and they actually still weren't really doing anything. She was still in debilitating pain. So, this is a huge, huge win and This happened how many months? That probably would have been actually about month five um, of working on things. And it was a long time to go through of really working on that proper elimination because she had a lot of issues going on with her gut after years of chronic constipation. So we got there and it's going to continue to improve. But you can see how it can take time and it depends on the symptom that we're we're wanting to in, improve and change. Um, she did have those early changes of energy levels um, and improved digestive comfort. So that's really really does help with the the continuation of that momentum and changes. Um, so PMS symptoms generally, you're going to start to see shifts within six to twelve weeks. It can be slightly longer, and really it comes down to identifying like why, why are you actually actually, um, experiencing those PMS symptoms with PCOS? Because it can be very varied uh, and that's where the testing comes in. So for example, with that client, the, the example that I just gave, of course, I expected to see issues with detoxification because she had the symptom of constipation, but getting that testing back confirms that and allowed me to see what the best approach would be for her. And now it's also given us a great benchmark to work with because the other funny thing about symptom change is that symptoms are very subjective. So, for example, in her case, she's had a huge improvement because what she was experiencing was so bad that now she's got this big symptom change, but that doesn't mean things are as good as they could be. So, I would hazard a guess that if we were to retest her now, which would be a little bit too soon, she would still have uh, estrogen levels that are slightly too high and need further work, but they're just a heck of a lot lower than what they were before. And so that's caused a symptom change for her, but it's still not necessarily optimal. So hopefully that makes sense. It's really the symptoms and the testing and this kind of blending of them together that is where the magic actually happens. So PMS can result from so many different um factors and we can see different variations in our hormonal patterns you know you could have normal levels of progesterone but very high estrogen or you could have normal estrogen but low progesterone and identifying those different variations in your hormones is really really important to properly correcting these issues and then around the three to six month mark so 12 to 26 weeks generally is where we'll start to see real changes in the skin improvements in acne reduced um you know um greasiness and oiliness in the skin so this can take quite a lot of time to see that which is very frustrating for acne sufferers because acne of course is a symptom that is really difficult to deal with you can't hide it um no not very well anyway and so it can be really really hard to feel motivated and consistent when you aren't sure for 3 ma- months potentially if things are really having a huge impact so often you'll see changes like re- uh, you know some reduction in redness or inflammation um but you might not necessarily see those amazing changes in acne for around three months. Uh, in this timeframe as well, this is where we'll start to see bigger improvements in fertility. So with PCOS, not everyone will have problems with conceiving. But sometimes it can make it more difficult. So, with PCOS, there's a variety of different ways that it can impact fertility. Of course, the irregular cycles or irregular ovulation itself make it difficult to fall pregnant, but then also the higher levels of androgens can also impact egg quality. And this can also impact fertility in allowing you to fall pregnant and stay pregnant as well. So, When we look at what we're doing to support egg quality, if someone has fertility goals, then the improvements and changes we'll see there, you want to allow three months really to see that flow on effect. So just to give you a bit of an example, if you have PCOS and you have insulin resistance, two things we know that really affect fertility and egg quality. So insulin uh, resistance is very damaging for egg quality and also very Uh, impactful for fertility as well. So that's something we want to improve. PCOS itself, the higher levels of androgens can also really impact egg quality. And if you throw in the fact that there's a regular ovulation there, we can see how it can be trickier to fall pregnant in some cases. So basically, once we... Identify what the factors are and then start improving them. You want to give yourself at least three months to see that flow on effect of fertility improvement because eggs take around three months, so 88 days for development. And so the positive changes that you're implementing in your nutrition, lifestyle supplements to improve egg quality are going to take some time to actually filter down to improving that. And I've seen this with clients that undergo IVF, where we do a lot to improve egg quality, that they definitely get improvements in their outcomes. So it does take... Time and doesn't happen overnight, um, but of course, is totally worthwhile. Um, now Sort of your six to twelve month mark, really, you're going to expect to see compounding of all of the improvements in symptoms that I've already mentioned, and this is also where you'll start to see changes to hair growth. So, if you struggle with the symptom of losing your hair, if you struggle with the symptom of hirsutism, which is the hair growth, the facial hair growth, then it's around this time that you can actually expect to see improvements in these symptoms, which is a frustratingly long time. I understand stand but the reality is just the way that hair growth happens and the time that it takes means that it is a symptom that unfortunately is going to take longer and the way that you know that you are on the right track and improving is re-looking at blood tests to check things like androgens are going down Um, checking things like insulin are improving of course with hair loss from the head making sure that your nutrient status is optimal so things like iron zinc iodine Um, and then also thinking about how all of your other symptoms are improving so let's say for example that you've noticed your energy levels have improved you've started losing um, weight in a healthy way you your cycle has gone from being 70 days to, on average, around 30 days. Um, and your skin has really, really started to improve. These are all incredible signs that your PCOS is really, really improving and your symptom management is really, really improving. And it's highly likely, especially if we can see that your androgens are also improving on a blood test, that your symptoms like uh, hair growth or hair loss are going to improve. It's just going to take a little bit more time, which can be really, really frustrating. So to summarize, your symptoms, which are the quickest to change, things like energy, often early changes in weight, and improved digestive comfort. You can expect to see changes in those when you're doing the right things within the first three to six weeks. Then within the first six to 12 weeks, second six to 12 weeks, this is when we can really start to see changes to your period, your cycle, and compounding of those earlier changes. Then between three months, and six months. This is where you'll often start to see really remarkable changes to your skin, improved fertility outcomes, and again, compounding of all of the previously mentioned symptom improvements and changes. And then Six months to 12 months compounding of everything that we've mentioned, and then also changes to the way that your hair grows. So, to summarize, the really frustrating thing about PCOS is that sometimes it takes a long time for certain symptoms to improve. And it's important that you have a way to know that you're on the right track, which is knowing what symptoms are expected to improve earlier and which are going to take some more time. And if you need to, remeasuring certain blood markers to see that you are actually implementing the right changes. For example, retesting your insulin, retesting your androgens, retesting your inflammatory markers. Any of those benchmarks which tell you you are on the right track are really great to retest every now and then because it does help to give you that confirmation that all of your efforts and hard work are paying off. And the reality is, you cannot control your symptoms. You cannot control the rate at which they improve, and you cannot control which symptoms will improve on what timeline. Your results are not going to be exactly the same as somebody else's because you have your own body and it's going to behave in the way it's going to behave. The only thing that you can control is your actions and the steps that you're taking every single day to improve your PCOS. And this is the thing that you need to focus on above all else. I think one of the difficult things is that as some symptoms might take a little bit of time, it can be difficult to stay motivated and moving forward. But this is the thing that will give you results. This is the thing that you just need to keep focus on and keep moving forward. And also think about your progress, not in days, but in weeks and months, because life happens and you will have periods of time when you don't follow your recommendations and you are not moving forward and you feel like you've regressed and you've fallen off the bandwagon and taken steps backwards that happens to all of us and that is normal so instead of experiencing these regressions or these off the bandwagon periods and you know beating yourself up about it and taking ages to come back to what you know is helping your PCOS just move on, but also remember to zoom out a little bit and think about your progress in months. So if you are to zoom out and look at the last three months, have you improved? Hopefully, yes. And that helps to give you a little bit of context, right? Because we are all going to go through phases in our life which are really stressful or something happens and we can't follow our recommendations or something's out of our control and yada, yada, yada. That's okay. We all go through it, but it's still really, really important to keep moving forward. And the way that you can take a more honest and objective look at your progress is to zoom out a little bit and think about your progress in terms of the last couple of months rather than the last couple of days. And hopefully that makes you feel better about how you're moving forward and progressing and allows you to just think, you know what, Uh, tomorrow's a new day. I am only ever one meal away from being back on track. So that's it. Really, in three to six weeks, you can start seeing some pretty remarkable shifts in your PCOS symptoms. And then, of course, things compound and just continue improving from there. So that is it for this week's episode. If you have any questions or feedback, you know I love to hear from you on Instagram. You can come and find me, Celan Douglas underscore nutrition, and I'd love to hear from you before you go a quick reminder that any information discussed on the PCOS podcast is general in nature does not take into account your personal health circumstances and of course does not replace medical advice